Hello everyone and welcome back to Jedi Eternal. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the one who did not go to Batu, or better known as Galaxy's Edge, Braxton Taylor. You really gotta rub it in, huh? First one back. You're gonna just You're gonna put salt in the wound, huh? I'm just pouring salt. I'm not, I just got a gallon of salt not and very I'm nice. pouring it into not your very nice. eight inch wound. My heart hurts. Well, I'm glad um, you had a good time, though. I did have a great time. I hope everyone had a great time over the holidays. Um, as many of you know, Jedi Eternal, we took a wee little break as we enjoyed yes. the holidays with our families. Um, and now we are back at it together again for the first time since before Christmas. Um, needless to say, we have already taken forever to get started because we <laughs> miss each other oh so much. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we always take forever, but um, if if only we we recorded <laughs> before no. we actually started. No, we don't. Yeah, you no, want to? You, no, you don't that. want. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> you don't want to hear that at all. Um, but welcome back, everyone, um, and uh, lots of exciting things to talk about. Oh yeah. As many of you know, the book of Boba Fett has officially um, started. We are two episodes in, and uh, don't worry, we are going to discuss that. Uh, that's going to be um, at the end of our episode today. We're going to be reviewing the first and second episode of the Book of Boba Fett, so stick around for that. Um, we also uh, have a big announcement. As many of you know, we are getting very close to our um, second year of Ooh. Jedi Eternal. And as most of you know, we always do a little celebration. Um, that celebration is, I believe, going to be on, what day did we pick? Uh, Friday the 21st Friday of January. the 21st. Yeesh. So um, we'll, we'll send out an exact time for that. Um, we'll have like a an invite on, event invite on Facebook for you guys to be looking out for. But uh, we'll be live. We're going to just celebrate, have some fun, and uh, also be kind of giving you guys an idea of the next big step and what uh, Jedi Eternal is and going to be. So yes. uh, make sure you guys are there for that. We're also, during that, going to be doing a book giveaway, as uh, many of you know we have done in the past, and that's going to be The Fallen Star. Ooh. So if you're wanting The Fallen Star but you have not bought that yet, uh, come join us on the 21st, and we will be giving away a copy of that. So Yes. But... Let's um let's go ahead and jump into our news unless you have anything you would like to say Braxton to um to our listeners. Well, uh after that that grand introduction there. No, uh in all seriousness though, uh you know, good it's great to be back. It's we're getting rolling into our second full year and this is pretty awesome. So just uh, excited to be here with you guys again. Glad to have a little time off with the family and stuff, but glad to be back and uh and yeah, let's just get get underway because we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And uh, cool yeah, stuff and uh, boy, what a year! Yeah, that we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that we are um, about to begin here in um, 
Star Wars 2022 will be a year to remember. Oh, yeah. I, I do believe so. Truly. Um, and the biggest reason for that, for uh, someone like you and me, is the uh, Kenobi series is supposed to be coming sometime this year, right? <laughs> yes. Um, as okay. well as maybe some other things so mm-hmm. that, uh, that are in the works. So, yeah, lots of exciting stuff. Let's jump into the news. Our first um, news stories for today is just going to go right ahead into the book of Boba Fett. Um, talking about premiere scores, so far as it, it appears that premiere scores are higher than Hawkeye. So wow. Hawkeye also, the the most recent MCU um, series on Disney Plus came um, just in December, right? And we, or well, actually, I guess it started in November, ended in December, and then it was like a week or so break, and then uh, the Book of Boba Fett started. And what it we're seeing, and this is according to um, Deadline, that uh, this doesn't count all numbers, but this is like kind of a, a certain viewership they were they were watching, right? Connecting um, to those services that they're using to track some of this, and it showed that 1.7 million viewers tuned in to see Boba Fett, where Hawkeye had 1.5 million viewers. Mm, it's pretty so close, though. I pretty mean, close. Nominally speaking. Um, and I think, I personally think a lot of times you're going to get pretty close when it comes to these kind of shows. Mm-hmm. You have Hawkeye, you got Boba Fett, you got the MCU, you got Star Wars. Uh, let's be honest, a lot of these viewers are going to be there for both. Right. Um, if you're a Star right. Wars fan, you're probably a Marvel fan, um, you know, and vice versa. Right. So um, so that's cool, of course, though, that to see that, you know, both are getting good views. But here's the thing that's, that's pretty interesting, and that is that with their ratings that they have, what has scored actually quite a bit higher than both of them was Loki. Wow, With interesting. 2.5 million wow. viewers, which is significantly yeah. higher. Um, actually, a, a, a million more than than Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> wow. And that makes you wonder what exactly the difference is there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the one of the big things here is it was because of Loki that they have shifted all of their shows to Wednesday premieres. Yeah. Because Loki ended up having such high viewership on that Wednesday slot that they were like, well, let's do everything on Wednesdays <laughs> if that seems yeah. to be such a huge hit. But the numbers here are showing that maybe it wasn't necessarily anything to do with the day yeah. as much as for whatever reason that Loki show, the premiere, really just had a huge um, following. Yeah, I, I personally think, you know, in terms of, like, Loki versus Hawkeye, I think that Loki is probably a much more well-known and more well-received character. Um, and, and plus, too, you know, you gotta you got to think that the, the story, you know, again, I'm not trying to say, you know, whether one was better than the other, but at the end of the day, I mean, you can't deny that the, the story that was within the Loki show was much more grandiose than the one in Hawkeye. Um, sure, and sure. and I so I think that 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 t- kind of attracts people now. So going back to the Star Wars part of it, right? With with uh, 
A Book of Boba Fett. I do think that there was, you know, and, and this might shock some listeners here, but I, I would say that there was not nearly as much hype around Book of Boba Fett than especially Mandalorian. Um, I think that that not as many people intended to watch Book of Boba Fett compared to Mandalorian. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't a lot, because clearly it's a lot, 1.7 million viewers, right? But I think what pushed it over the edge uh, for Hawkeye is that, like you said, a lot of people probably bounce back and forth between both shows, right? Like, you know, people who walk, watch Hawkeye probably watch Book of Boba Fett and vice versa. Right. But what's interesting is that what probably pushed it that, what, 200,000 more people or whatever is potentially, and this is just a hypothesis here, but we have a lot of people who are big fans of <clears throat> the original trilogy, you know, people who grew up watching that in the theaters, uh, who don't really like the new modern stuff, but hey, Boba Fett, a show about one of their beloved characters from the original trilogy, that might actually bring in a few more viewers just because of that demographic alone. Sure, it might bring in some of those old, old hard-headed guys that are like, <laughs> I'm not watching this new stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, this one's got Boba Fett. And they're like, mm, maybe I'll give it, a, give it a try. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would be interested to see the, um, the viewer score or whatever for Mandalorian season one and season two compared to that. I know it probably doesn't mention that on that article, but so the article does actually in fact kind of mention it, but what they have to say is that they weren't actually tracking that stuff yet at the time. (laughs) So they do not have that information. Ah, gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and, and just to, again, preface like this was a, some kind of, um, uh, tracking system, but probably not tracking, of course, all the numbers, right? This is yeah. just one particular um, way of tracking it. So, like, we're not seeing the whole picture, but a lot of times you can kind of get an idea, right, of of which programs had bigger viewership by the numbers that we get through something like this. Yeah, exactly. And it, it starts to show a pattern, and, and clearly... Um, yeah, whatever it was about Loki really shot it up. And and I would say, I would argue, I don't know this for sure, but I would argue that The Mandalorian probably did have a significantly higher, probably even than Boba Fett, because it was brand new. It was the first time we were getting a Star Wars series. Yeah. Those kind of things. That, that excitement... Mm-hmm. for the general audience has now kind of wavered, right? It's probably right. not as new and fresh to everyone at this point. But then, like you're saying, you do have the fact, though, that you're bringing in this classic character, which could maybe counterbalance that. I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of variables. But um, it'll be interesting to see, when this is all said and done, where this stands mm-hmm. within um, within Star Wars. You right. know, Will this stand as a series... Uh, as as a classic in in the years to come, yeah, or yeah. will this be uh, considered like something like um, you know? Again, this could be. This also is a um, up to personal taste, but <laughs> I would say is it somewhere with like Episode One or um, yeah <laughs> or the Last Jedi? You know those kind yeah. of movies that, in my opinion, aren't that great. Right. Um. Yeah, we'll see, but we will give our um, opinions on the first two episodes later in uh, the podcast. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go ahead and move on here. Um, 
to our next news piece and actually our final one for this week because there is a lot of stuff that's happened since we've been gone but we kind of elected to just get the newest stuff because you probably already seen so many yeah things. we don't want to we don't want to go too far in the past <laughs> yeah here, yeah so. exactly so our last and final news piece is um as many of you uh, know and probably are well aware uh the high republic has been in full swing and correct me if i'm wrong but phase one is coming to an end phase one is coming to an end yes wave three of phase one um, has begun. We just received the Fallen Star, which is the book that we'll be giving away later this month. Um, it is the final adult book in the series, um, or in the in this phase. Mm-hmm. And um, we will still be receiving a middle grade novel and a young adult novel, but this and and some comics. But like this though is like. This is the end, right? right. Like, this is the big moment. Uh, the adult novels have been the big event, in a sense. The rest of it kind of um, are like, uh, what's uh, what's the word? What's the word? It's uh, I can't think of what I'm looking for, but it's like a contribution <laughs> to it, right? But it's not the it's not the like uh, the main the, event. The main event. Yeah. It's and so with that being said, um, yeah, this this final one is out. I have it. I've been reading it. I am not going to give any kind of real thoughts into it just yet because I'm not super far. But with that, if you want to go continue on here. Yeah. So basically, as as phase one is coming to an end, and there's some news and things uh, coming out about phase two. But, um, you know, uh, Andrew's going to go over here uh, just a second here. Some of the you know, some of the things, the 10 things that we have learned uh, from the High Republic anniversary special. So yeah, so they had this big anniversary special. It's officially been a year since um, the High Republic started, um, since we got the Light of the Jedi back a year ago. It's crazy to think it's only been around for a year. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but already, I have to say, like, I love the High Republic. I love this era. I've already fallen in love with some of these characters. They already mean a lot to me. Stellan Gaios is my is my homeboy. <laughs> yeah. um, like he's he's so cool. Elzar Man is great. Loading Great Storm, you know. Uh, I can already start to name off characters, right? Avar Chris. Like, there's a lot of really cool characters in this um, era. Yeah. And so, with that, we learned ten things though through this anniversary mm-hmm. special. And let's so let's go, kind of go over these. We're gonna take our time with this. Talk about this. One of the biggest things that we learned from this anniversary special is about Phase Two. Phase two is titled Quest of the Jedi, and it begins October 2022. So a longer gap than I expected. Hmm. Um, That is a longer wait than I anticipated. Honestly, I kind of thought we would get the next, we would be reading it by summer. I really did. Um, So the fact that we're almost waiting a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, by the time we get to fall, I mean, you know. It, it, it's not going to be a whole year, but like we're going to wait a long time. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, I had to say, I'm very surprised by that. I'm not going to lie. There was a little like hit of disappointment and like, <laughs> right. oh man, Come on. it's like, yeah, that really stinks because we got the high Republic this whole year, which was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I get it at the same time. There is that, you know, you have to make up for the, I'm sure they didn't, I'm sure they didn't start on phase two right after they finished phase right. one, right? There yeah. was some off time. There was some planning, you know, all those things. Sure. So 
Um, with that being said, so the first thing is it begins October 2022. But here is where things get crazy. And this was so unexpected. And I don't, I don't remember if we've talked about this yet or not. Um, but this was super unexpected to me. I... I was so caught off guard, like I kept reading it over, like, am I missing something here? But no, like, this is yeah. this is true. Phase two is not going to be picking up where we left off in yeah. phase one. Yeah. Phase two is going back in time even further. <laughs> yeah. So phase two is going to go 150 years before the great disaster. Yeah. Which basically means 150 years before the light of the Jedi, the first novel. Yeah. So you know, it's a pretty crazy choice to go with. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see where they, you know, go with this. Yeah. So that means we are going to be 300 years before or 350 years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. This I did not expect this at all. <laughs> um, I was completely surprised. And to be honest, a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm, yeah. I'm a little disappointed because for me, I really like these characters and we'll see where this this book we're reading now, The Fallen Star, where it leaves off. Um, but this isn't the end of the story, right? I mean, yeah, surely, surely not. not. Yeah. So that means we're almost getting a break in the current story mm -hmm. going back and then you assume in phase 3 we'll finally catch up to where things are but so, at this point face that means phase three is years off yeah and it makes you wonder what kind of foundations are could they possibly set in phase two that that is that far back in time that's going to really supplement the story and keep you engaged right and that's the that's the big question what is the purpose of this yeah what yeah. is the story reason for going back even further what happens and maybe again, maybe by the time I finish this novel, I'll go. Oh, that's that makes sense. Yeah. That's why we're going back 150 yeah. years. And honestly, I hope there's something that makes me think that because right, right now I'm like, why in the world? And they're and they'll they've talked about. They showed a picture that they're going to be um, showing Porter Engel. Um, you know, he's gonna be he's already alive. He's gonna be younger, but he's in it type deal. And like they're some, they're gonna focus some on him when he was younger. I'm like, okay, but again, what purpose does, what does that really, that really have? mean? Yeah, because if we go 150 years back, and all it really is is just like supplement supplementing, um, what we already know. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm gonna be really disappointed <laughs> yeah. if this is basically yeah. just a stretch. What's already been built. Type yeah, of if, if basically they're like, you know what? Actually, our story we're telling is only two phases. Yeah. So let's throw we're, in another phase in yeah. the middle. We have an entire phase that, just to yeah. be a filler. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> yeah. filler to make it last longer. If well, that's what's going on here, like I'm going to be really disappointed. Because here's the thing. You can't put that past hours right now, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> 150 years prior, so like... Any of the human characters that we like at all, they're they're not born yet. No, yeah. So, you know, a lot of the people I just mentioned, like Elzar Mann and Stellan Gaios and Avar Chris, yeah, Wreath Silas, all these characters, they're not alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um 
honestly, like Marky and Roe and stuff, like all these, the the, the, the big bad of the series, yeah. like he's not going to be. Yoder should be there. Uh, Yoder, yeah, Yoder <laughs> should probably be Yoder around. Be um, and, and yeah, a lot of your alien characters, of course, um, could probably still be around. Yeah. Um, but, but it's like, I don't know. I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about because again I I haven't been following it nearly as closely as you obviously but even then I'm like I, I you know when you get engaged into the story and, and you're you're like you know where is this gonna go and then now you're thinking oh my gosh you know this is potentially years before I see the fruition of it you know like you said like we kind of regurgitating what we already mentioned but it's like what could they possibly be adding yeah, in space and, that far back yeah and the, the you know all these main characters are mostly human. Yeah, and, and one I haven't even mentioned yet, but Belzetifar, he's another one that they've spent a lot of time on. He's a human. Yeah. Um, and and so, uh, yeah, a lot of these um, characters will will not be there. Um, Loading Great Storm, potentially he might be a part, and I could see that maybe for reasons I won't say, maybe has some kind of meaning to it all. Um, but. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, but let's let's continue on here with some of the other things. Number three is that um, more people are going to be contributing to Phase Two. So, um, some of those names, which I, you know, of course, as uh, usual, I'm going to get wrong, but it's <laughs> Zoreda Cardova. Um, you may or may not know her, but she wrote the YA novel A Crash of Fate. Um, which was not a bad novel. Um, so we got George Mann, which this is the one I'm super excited about joining the High Republic. Makes total sense. He is a uh, master author. I will. He is fantastic. He wrote the um, myths and fables and dark legends. He also uh, collaborated with Scott for the Life Day Treasury, um, and has an upcoming one as well that um i can't remember what it's called oh oh, uh stories of jedi and sith he's gonna be doing that one um he is fantastic he's really good so um that's really cool excited to see what he does we're also getting tessa gratton um tessa she, I think she's also contributing a story to Stories of Jedi and Sith. Um, but she, I think this is her first time in Star Wars, though. And then um, Lydia Kang. And Lydia Kang had contributed a um, short story to From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. So both of them pretty new to Star Wars. Really, the, the whole group other than George Mann is super new to Star Wars. Yeah. And so that'll be interesting. But what I uh, what I gather from this, again, this is just kind of my own take, but what I gather from this is that maybe this group is going to be handling a lot of the content in Phase 2 mm-hmm. so that our core group that did Phase 1 can finish Phase 3. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I wonder is what's going on. We do know that Kevin Scott will be continuing writing for the main Marvel comic series. Um, and so we will have that. But again, even the comics are going to go back. And we know that Charles Soule, um, he's going to be exploring um, Porter Engel. He, uh, they're going to be 
having uh, some kind of comic, I believe, a Marvel comic that's going to be telling a story about him. Um, we know that Daniel Jose Older is moving to Dark Horse Comics, as we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and if you remember, um, I predicted that the Star Wars Adventure series would move over to Dark Horse, mm. and here we have it. Yeah, I remember the making that joke. The first announced <laughs> title uh, for the return of Dark Horse Comics will be Daniel Jose Older writing an original graphic novel called Star Wars High Republic Adventures, which will be out this fall so yeah there you have it dark horse will now be the new publisher for the um adventures series which is completely ironic that you know this yes, children's series basically <laughs> is on a dark horse which is yeah. iconically well dark series is on there you know the only yeah, way. yeah 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 <laughs> it's 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 quite funny but um some other things we learned that um of all things the <laughs> the middle grade novel which has which has been delayed to march 1st by the way um, it is going to include some key connections to the phase upcoming phase two storytelling. So that's the High Republic mission to disaster. Again, it was delayed to March 1st. Maybe some of its connections are why it has been delayed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, hard telling, but, um, yeah. So there's that. We know that Justina Ireland will be teaming up with Tessa Gratton in phase two. They're going to co-write the first, um, a YA novel in phase two. Hmm. I would say, again, the reason for that would be my guess is that Justina Ireland is also going to be focusing on uh, phase three, but so they're kind of collaborating. That's yeah. just a guess. I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that that's what's going on here. Um, Claudia Gray says she is contributing, but would not reveal anything about hmm. what she is doing. But not even reveal if it's a book, comic, anything. Um, I think that's very interesting. The only thing she had to say was, Phase 2 is an era of exploration and invention. One, I think it's fascinating. And two, I'm not going anywhere. Hmm. So, well, so that's kind of hopeful, I guess, just to know that she ain't going nowhere. You know, she's a very integral writer to, to yeah, Star Wars yeah. stuff. You know, um, And, you know, she is the one that, that wrote The Fallen Star. Um I'm sure she's heavily involved in, in all of it, so we'll see what happens there. But the last thing is, um, and this is actually more to do with the current novel, but uh, this is where I start to get very worried. Um, according to Gray, not everybody survives Star Wars The High Republic, The Fallen Star. Mm. She said to grab some tissues and prepare for heartbreak. Oh, so, pulling a George um, R. R. Martin out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone Good old uh, Claudia George, or Claudia R.R. <laughs> R. Uh, Gray. Martin Gray. <laughs> Martin Gray. Uh, so we'll see what goes down in that novel. I'm going to be reading it very fast, I can guarantee you. Honestly, yeah. by the time of our next podcast episode, I may have it finished, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, don't be killing off. You, if, if Claudia Gray is listening to our podcast, and she probably is. so Yeah, yeah. We're um, that influential, 100%. <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't you dare kill Stellan Gaius or we're going to have issues. Yeah, exactly. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, all that to be said, I would be super interested to know um, anyone's thoughts on the higher public. Um, as I have said before, um, I... Uh, I'm really into the High Republic. Braxton, not so much. 
Um, so I really could use somebody to kind of bounce off on this. If anyone has any thoughts or theories, please um, let me know. And I know some of you have let me know that you're reading it. And when this phase is all said and done, I am going to try to get a couple of you on to um, kind of do a live discussion about the um, the entire first phase of the High Republic, and that would be really cool. We'll have Braxton ask us questions. Yeah, I'll come <laughs> he on. You can be something. the mediator. Yeah, I'll be the mediator. Like that. That's right. <laughs> the host. Yeah, you can be the host. I'm of the, the host. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, lots of exciting stuff there. Um, Braxton, I do, I do, I will say, you should still try to, to, to read at least those first, the, the, the main three novels, if nothing else. Hey, I, um, we already talked about this. My New Year's resolution was to read more this year. So I actually am trying to, and, and those were on my list. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to read anything Star Wars, it's going to be those three. So that is yeah, the plan. I think, that is the plan. I think that you will not be disappointed if you do get through them. Um, so yeah. So oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have you started reading anything yet? Uh, yes. A uh, religious book. It's a spiritual book, not a not a Star Wars book. So oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. holier than thou, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they don't want to hear about that. I had a couple things that I was going to think about saying, but I'm not going oh, to. Yeah, don't, just don't. Just don't. Okay, moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> the Lord hears you. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, we're going to jump into our rumors here. We have a couple of interesting rumors for you guys. Um, the first one here is that the Knights of the Old Republic remake will feature new systems and content while adhering to the original game's story. So... We have talked in the past about how um, we knew that the combat system was going to be different, right? Um, mm -hmm. At least that's what we had heard. And so basically this is kind of reinforcing that, that, hey, this is going to be um, a brand new version of the game that's going to honor the original story, but is going to have a more action-focused um, um, combat and and actually the development team according to this rumor is studying the combat in recent releases such as God of War 2018 and mm. Neo 2 for inspiration um, I can tell you if God of War is an inspiration that is a good sign because that is a fantastic video game I could definitely see like on a side note I could definitely see that type of gameplay being brought into a new KOTOR, KOTOR remake I can sure. totally see that well, and, and, you know, one thing I think of is in, in God of War, you can use the the um, the uh, uh, axe that he throws, right? He throws this yeah. axe, yeah. and it comes back, and it's, like, really, it's really gratifying. The way they, <laughs> yeah. the way they made it work is just, like, it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I could see a very similar system for lightsaber throwing, right? Sure. I mean, using, yeah. using the force, throwing a lightsaber, and then it coming back could have that if, if they get it just right it could feel really good and have that perfect snap to it oh, that's yeah. the only way i know how to, <laughs> to to put it so um i think that's encouraging to hear sure. and for me i've said it before um the the biggest downside to nice old republic to me is the combat yeah um, same here. it's the that turn-based 
Um, nothing against turn-based games, but it's... I don't want to say that... I don't want to, like... I'm going to say it. It's kind of a thing of the past, right? Like, well, I was going to say, it it's so far separated from what we're used to nowadays right, that it's hard right. to get back into. Exactly. You know? It's like they made this game originally thinking about turn-based RPGs, right? And, and like... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like yeah, uh, they yeah. when they thought of this combat system and what this game was, they were inspired by the people that sat around a table and was making Star Wars RPGs and rolling dice, yeah. and well, that's kind of what this game was birthed out of, yeah. right? World of Warcraft was a big one at the time yeah. too. RuneScape, you know, all right, this, right. all this type. Where exactly, exactly, and now we're in a whole different uh, era, right? Of, oh, yeah. of video games, yeah. that things are so different. Um, and the one thing that holds it back when you go back and play it is the turn-based combat. Now, I'm mm. sure there's some oldies that are like, if they don't have the turn-based combat, I'm not playing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And that's fine, you know? You don't have to play this yeah, new exactly. version. You can continue to play the old one. Yeah. But for me, I think this is a perfect way to um, to update the video game. But, yeah, let's stick to the story because the story is good. The yeah. story doesn't oh, need... Yeah. Um, need changed. Yeah. The base, the basics of the story. Now, here's where there's and one other thing to it is that they're saying, they're saying that they have decided to re-record the original game soundtrack. I think um, that probably makes sense because again, audio um, quality has changed, mm -hmm. just different things there. Um, but that they um, they plan to keep Swoop Racing and Pazak and the mini games intact in some form mm. again i think there's definitely ways to update those right especially the the, the swoop racing <laughs> yeah that's a pain that is if a you guys uh, have not watched yet you can see us uh <laughs> perform the swoop racing and um yeah it could definitely use some updating um oh yeah and uh but then last and perhaps not very surprising is that the remake will feature some kind of new content. Mm. And this new content could take the form of new side quests, new characters, or additions to the main storyline, but specifics have not been made. Um, this is where it starts to get a little dicey because, yes, this is a remake, but how faithful of a remake are we doing? Yeah, exactly. This is not now, this something to remember here, this is not a remaster. Yeah. Remasters are where they update graphics, whatever, but the game is exactly the same. Yeah. They have made it known this is a remake. So that's how we know there's going to be different combat. Um, the other big thing is is the 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 content of the game. Will there be new side quests? Right. How do you feel about that? Would you want there to be new side quests? You know, and that's that's a hard thing to say cuz you know, we have such a faithful thought and love for KOTOR, you know, and, and we have such this, such this idea of what it is, uh, you know, after playing it for so long and stuff, but, you know, I, I would say I could see it adding some different things to it and I would be okay with it as long as it remains faithful to the story. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, I think that's kind of the, the basis of, of my thought process is as long as it, we have the same storyline and it has a lot of the same things if they're adding thing extra things to the side of it, you know, uh, I wouldn't be too bad. Now, like I said, if they're completely upending and, and refurbishing the story, that's where I would be more, you know, hesitant. Yeah, I have this internal struggle with it because part of me is like, ooh, new Nice Little Republic yeah, content. Right, like, right, that right. would be cool to see. Right. At the same time, I'm like, ooh, but then, like, also, if you do too much, 
it could maybe hinder or hurt the original story. Yeah. Is it still the same thing? You know. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Exactly. And so, I think the way where I go with it is like, let's. I'm okay with updating some of the quests. Maybe some things are wonky. Maybe some things are just kind of out of date. Maybe uh, some of the the you know it's just you can just. I think there's ways to upgrade some of that stuff. I mean, let's be honest. Some of it's a little. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, like some of the, especially some of the side characters and stuff, like they could <laughs> yeah, use yeah, yeah. new audio and maybe changing some of the, the dialogue stuff sure. like that yeah. to maybe kind of modernize it. Right? A little robotic or choppy, you know? Yeah. Just different things like that. I'm, I think I'm totally cool with that. Um, and, and honestly, I think if you add some new side quests and stuff, cool. I think that, th but I think what's important is keeping that main storyline intact keeping the the story the same don't don't throw any big surprises right. into the main story we don't yeah. need that and and just and just you know yeah it can be different in some areas but remaining faithful to the feel of the game exactly too, exactly you know? yeah. yeah so i think we're on the same page with that and honestly i i think most people that are listening to us are on the same page as well from what i have heard yeah um i know there's some diehards out there that don't want them <laughs> right. to do anything different and again you're entitled to your own opinion but um, I, for one, am really, really looking forward to this. And you can guarantee as we continue on, we'll continue to give you guys updates as the game draws near. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big, big stuff on that, you know, that is to come. So excited to see where that goes. But we're going to go ahead and get into our last and final rumor for this week. Um, and as you all may know, uh, what was it here? Uh, November of... I'm sorry. Yeah, November of 2019, uh, we had Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, come out, and that was a was a great game. I had a good time playing it. I know Drew did as well, and a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, so you know, it's been it's been what it's going on three years now, um, and uh, you know we haven't heard anything about it. You know, we've heard the talks that it's supposed to be coming, but the rumor for this week is that Jedi Fallen Order 2, uh, the announcement for that is reportedly imminent. Um, so, you know, we, we did kind of expect to hear something, maybe even just a, like a whisper <laughs> or even rumors around the Disney Plus day, but we never really got anything about that. So, but this rumor is insinuating that, that there might be something coming out soon about it. So, Drew, what do you got on that? Yeah, so the big thing that, and the reason why this is important is we are hearing this from gaming insider Jeff Grubb. If you don't know who Jeff Grubb is, he's a guy who knows his stuff, Okay. Um, he is, if, if I hear Jeff Grubb reporting something about video games, you can guarantee that if this isn't true now, it definitely was at some point. Yeah. Okay. Like he, yeah. he, his information is accurate and what he is reporting and, and through a tweet is to expect to hear about the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order in a significant way before E3 this year. Mm, interesting. And so, uh, for those of you who don't know, E3 is a big gaming conference. They reveal lots of new games throughout the span of a week, and it's normally at the like the end of June um, or early July, I think. Usually, is around that 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 time. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, if they're going to reveal this before E3 in a significant way. What makes the most sense to you? Because I'm thinking something in my head. Do you have any opinions or takes on it? Not necessarily. I don't really know what to expect, honestly, as of right now. I'm thinking probably May the 4th. 
Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, now that we're thinking I'm about thinking that, I'm thinking in a significant way before E3, well, in that in between now and E3, there's not really any big gaming conventions to like be announcing games at. Mm-hmm. Granted, EA could decide to have their own thing to announce games at, which is possible. Yeah. But for me, the thing that really stands out and what would be that big way to announce a new sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, to me, would be May the 4th. Yeah, in the past couple of years, we've been having consistently, decently large things drop on May mm-hmm. the 4th. And, and as of right now, and that could change, but as of right now, we don't really know of a whole lot that's supposed to be coming on May the 4th. So that that's definitely a, a big possibility, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. And I um, I can't wait to hear more about this game. One of the big reasons that I can't wait is I'm really curious, does this continue to tell Cal Kestis's story? Yeah. Or do we go in a whole different direction? Um, because if you remember, the game, and I think it is important to note, the game is Jedi, Fallen Order. Yeah. So really, the series is called Jedi. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. So if a series is called Jedi, it could be any number of yeah, different different stories and stuff, stuff. storylines yeah. in within Star Wars. That's a good point. So yeah. it could be in the Clone Wars. It could be in the High Republic now. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different ways that a series that's called Jedi could go. Mm-hmm. So the my big question is, does this continue Cal Kestis? Yeah. Or is this going to take the series in a whole new direction, tell a whole new story with a new character? Yeah, personally for me, I think the way the game left off, and it's been a while since I played it, I have to really go back and, and, and kind of think about it again. Uh, but the way I, I, I remember the story leading off is that I could definitely see one more game being oh, Cal for Kestis. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and ending there. that storyline. And then that opens up more for the different Jedi eras and stuff like that. You know, I think there, Cal Kestis has a lot more story to tell. Absolutely. Uh, the question is whether they choose to continue on that for now or not. Because yeah. here's the beauty of Star Wars. You can start a story in one place and <laughs> end it in another. Yeah, um, totally. As we have have seen, you know, yeah. um, and are seeing. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways it could go. But no matter what, I'm very excited to see what that video game ends up being. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Yeah, so um, with that being said, that was our last rumor. We're going to jump real quick into releases. Um, we do have a couple of releases here, um, on the 12th, which will be Wednesday. We have the High Republic Adventures issue number 12, and we have Star Wars issue number 20. Um, something very interesting to note about Star Wars issue number 20 is they showed a, uh, sneak peek of the issue as they normally do. They normally show a couple pages. But what was very, very, very interesting about the page that they showed in this is uh, there's some kind of encounter through what appears to be maybe the Force between Luke Skywalker and Elzar Mann from the High Republic. Hmm. That's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Very interesting. So why or how that even works, we're not really sure on that just yet. Yeah. But if you are a High Republic fan... Um, this definitely might be an issue worth reading to kind of see what in the world's going on there and how in the world Luke Skywalker and Elzar Man are having an interaction. Yeah. So. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and then one other thing that we'll be releasing that same day is Eye of the Storm issue number one, which is a prequel series that is going to be telling more about the leader of the Nile, 
Markion Row. So expect some interesting stuff within that. Very interesting. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our community discussion section. So as you guys know, now we're going into, instead of Q&A, it's community discussion, uh, where uh, it's part of a podcast where we go out and we ask you guys a question, one question uh, for the week, and then we discuss everybody's answers. Uh, So this uh, actually came right before Christmas because we thought that we were going to have an episode, but a lot of things happen and we went on our break and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to talk about a Christmas related one. But, you know, hey, I mean, it's Christmas season all year round, baby. So let's go. So <laughs> Christmas all year round here at Jedi Eternal. That's Turner. right. That's right. So this week's question was, if you could get one thing from the Star Wars universe as your Christmas gift this year, what would it be? So we have a lot of answers this week, like seven or eight. So we're going to like go through them. We're not going to take a ton of time. On, uh, on each of them individually. But this week's first answer comes from Stuart Martin, uh, who says he wants the 1970s Millennium Falcon. So, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I would, uh, I would, I would totally take that as well. <laughs> so our second and third answer comes from Corey Allen Wise and from Ethan Stewart, who both say uh, definitely a Boba Fett helmet and a Black Series Boba Fett helmet. So, yeah, very cool. I definitely love that, love that too. Now, granted, you guys could have actually had the real Boba Fett helmet. You didn't have to get the Black Series. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, some people went in-universe. Some people went yeah. uh, out of yeah. the well, It's okay. It's okay. It's I mean, okay. you still get the Boba Fett helmet. One way or another. <laughs> you know what? It was, it was Ethan that asked for the request of the Black Black series. Black yeah. series. Yeah. Ethan, we're going to upgrade you to getting the, to the, real the official Boba Fett helmet so wow. congratulations you, You've you, been you got some upgrade baby <laughs> you went to first class let's go <laughs> all right so uh our third answer comes or actually i guess fourth answer comes from alex mason who says he wants luke's return of the jedi lightsaber yes phenomenal answer on that one um our next answer comes from guillaume durand who says he wants a real star destroyer now guillaume, i want to know exactly <laughs> oh what you God. plan to do with that <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, like, I'm like, what is what, 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 what was his name again? Giam, you know Giam. We oh Giam, oh Giam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Giam. Like, <laughs> what do you want to do, man? Like, what do you want to do with this? What happened screen? to you, dude? Like, who hurt you? <laughs> Please do not destroy Earth. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, no, hey, sorry. I just kicked the table. Like, I mean, I'd take it one too right, if they give it to me. Now, um, maybe he's wanting to become a supreme Sith Lord. That's what it is. Hold yeah. the Earth as hostage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, sorry. That's that's awesome. Anyway, all right. So uh, our next answer comes from JB, who has says rumor has it Alex really wants a life size Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And he says, however, though. On a serious Seeing note. as as uh, Jar Jar is Alex Mason's favorite <laughs> Star Wars exactly. character, we need to get him one of those like life size uh, uh, poster board cutouts. That <laughs> we would should, be awesome. we should, maybe for his birthday. Exactly. So, but he says, however, on a serious note, I would like to have a Kyber crystal. I wonder what color it would be. Mm. So that's a good question. So, um, JB, that's a good question though. What would you do with the Kyber crystal though if you if if you didn't have a lightsaber? So that's an interesting question. Anyway, and then Alex, though, does come back after he's already answered, but he says, because uh, uh, he he was getting picked on by JB, he has to pick on me. So he says, he uh, Braxton definitely wants extra health for KOTOR, and he needs it. So I, I told him, about, hey, Alex, just because you're getting picked on by JB doesn't mean you have to pick on me. <laughs> so anyway, but no, yeah, I would take some extra health. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, and then uh, Brandon Duke says, a Bantha as a pet. Okay. Hey, 
blue milk on demand, baby. Ooh, Let's go. <laughs> hey, you know what? I had I tried out that blue milk. That's some good stuff. Really? I heard yeah. some people say it wasn't uh, that great. Interesting. I, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really hey, good. Cool. Yeah, I like the blue milk. I also had um oh man, I can remember what it's called. What is my dog doing? What is He's wrong going crazy. With you? The Hellhounds have been released once more. Um I don't remember what it was called, actually, um, but it was really cool. It had like these like <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? So I don't know what oh, you're talking about. Um, it had these like um, these beads in it that like made everything like bubble up the whole time you drink drink it. It was, it was cool. No it's like carbon freeze or something. <laughs> hey, that sounds sounds cool. It was good. It sounds like Star Wars. Anyway, no, that's uh that's great. Hey, I take a Bantha as well, of course. And then last but not least, Kristen Perry says a BB-8 joy. Whoa, 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 wait, what? Hmm. Kristen Perry. Oh yeah, yeah, she's come back from the dead. She's come back, <laughs> Kristen. I'm so, so. Happy to hear from you. Like, I <laughs> yes. thought you had left us. Granted, though, this was like two, we- two or three weeks ago. Oh, she's so, gone. So she's blah, again, She's gone. So. Again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding. Never to hear from we, her. We appreciate again. you. No, but she says she would like a BB 8 droid or R2. Okay. So, yeah, good stuff. So, um, you know, for me, I don't know. I. I would take just about anything. I mean, if it's something that was non non transient, I would like to have the force for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to choose something, uh, you know, honestly, a protocol joy would be pretty sweet. I have to admit, uh, like C three PO, I I think I'd take that. Um, because here's the thing: I like a lightsaber. Of course, I like the lightsaber, but I don't have the force. So I'd probably just kill myself. Um, and, uh, you know, a starship, you know, if we're thinking realistically, we don't have anything to fuel that kind of stuff. And where would I go? You know what I'm saying? So I think having a protocol droid realistically would be pretty sweet. So, well, I, I appreciate the, the thought that went into that and that, yeah, like, see, you really thought in universe here, like, yeah, you could, you could have a, <laughs> you, you, you could have your own lightsaber, but you don't have the force. So yeah, you wouldn't have been just, able to build that lightsaber. Yeah. And probably I just um, cut my arm we, off or something too, you know? <laughs> I think that for me, um, I'm still going to say lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. You'd be um, very careful with it. But <laughs> I would just have to, I'd have to just like borrow one or or steal one or something. Oh. Um, because yeah, I wouldn't be able to build my own, right? So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to take one or something, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be really cool though. Um, I'm trying to think of like... I mean, I don't know, maybe a porg or something. <laughs> Just to have around the house, you know, honestly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really put any thought into this question because I, I think there's so many more things we could say. But, I don't know, you know, maybe like a hut? Or no. <laughs> I think I'd like to have a hut around like the house. A, yeah. I'd like to have a hut as my bed. <laughs> I want a... Uh, I want a... Uh, With the... A lizard monkey, bro. I want a lizard monkey. A, a coaxian uh, yeah, lizard coaxian monkey? Yeah, coaxian lizard monkey. That's what I want. I wanted to sit on my shoulder at all times. That makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of people that had those at Galaxy's Edge. What is my dog's problem? Go away. He's literally on crack. It's a she. Whatever. Anyway. It's Sage, the number one uh, Jedi Eternal dog. Yeah, the Jedi Eternal dog. Anyway, so that does conclude our community discussion for this week. So, again, we want to really appreciate everybody and give a big thank you to those who participated. We had quite a few answers this week, and I'm, uh, honestly, I'm just really thankful. It's been awesome to switch over from the Q&A to the community discussion because we've had a lot more engagement um, because I think it is it is easier on everybody to say something that they like or they 
you know, what their thoughts are rather than them trying to, you know, come up with stuff to ask us. So I'm glad we made that change and I hope you yeah. guys have enjoyed it as well. For sure. Um, we're going to continue obviously going on with that. So, uh, Drew, you want to go ahead and take us into our final topic here? Yes. So, um, our main topic for the, uh, week is we're going to be discussing the book of Boba Fett. Mm. Now, uh, there have been two episodes, and so we're going to review both of those episodes. Probably going to quickly discuss the first one, probably a little more detail on the second one, just because it's newer. Yeah. Um, but we have made a decision, and I'll go ahead and say this now, that we're going to be doing our podcast weekly while the book of Boba Fett is going on. Mm -hmm. So instead of how we have switched to the um, podcast being every other week, we're now going to be weekly. Um, that being said, the Let's Plays may kind of be on pause. We might throw one in here and there. We'll see, but most likely on pause while we do weekly podcasts for the book of Boba Fett so we can discuss those while they're fresh. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the plan. So, um let's just jump right into it we're gonna just go full spoilers we're not gonna worry about being spoiler free because i yeah. mean come on if you hadn't watched it already then you're probably not even gonna watch it so yeah. <laughs> at least you don't, <laughs> that care, about don't care about spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so braxton your Yeesh. thoughts so far on uh, overall well, or episode one let's let's just say overall <laughs> let's just do overall I had to think about it for a minute, but just overall. I mean, I had a stroke over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so hey, um, no, no it's not, anyone has strokes. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say, that's a very rude that some of our listeners may have actually had a stroke before, and you just made fun of yeah, them. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, redact that in editing. <laughs> just kidding. Very, my apologies. Not to be so you're, so you're not So you're not joking about the fact that you made fun of people that had No, I said, I apologize. I apologize uh, for insensitivity. Anyway, so Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> um, so yeah, overall, I think it's very interesting. Obviously, it doesn't take on the grandiose nature of, of Mandalorian um, as of yet. So, uh, you know, just to give my like two cents on both episodes real quick. So episode one, it was, it was cool, but it was very, it was slow. And there were like, in my opinion, just wasn't much to it. Um, and that worried me a little bit with episode one. Um, you know, it was a cool introduction. It's good to see Boba Fett again. You know, he's he's becoming the daimyo, and it was really cool. But, again, the problem was that it was just slow, and there wasn't much to it. But episode two comes back around, and, man, I'll tell you, episode two had a lot more to offer. It had a lot more to offer. Um it provided a lot more progression in the story and a lot more happens, at least, you know, it's the way, that's why I felt it happened. And, um, you know, we, we see so many things going on between, you know, uh, well, again, I guess we're on spoilers, but we're seeing, we're seeing some of the huts again, the twins, which is Jabba's cousins. We're seeing Black uh, Chrysanthemum, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Black which is Which again, and Andrew can speak to that more because he's right, but yeah. it's, it's a direct import from a comic, which is crazy. Um, you know, and we can go on and on and on, but you know, we're seeing crazy things, some, some awesome backstory and some more lore for the, the, uh, Tuscan Raiders or sand people. I mean, so it, it started off pretty slow, I guess only two episodes into it, right? Started off kind of slow, but man, it's really come back in episode two and, uh, and there's more I could say, but, but Drew, I'll toss it back off to you. Yeah. So what I, uh, what I appreciated and noticed, and I think it's important to note this is that 
when you watch the book of Boba Fett, you immediately get Mandalorian vibes from it, right? Oh, yeah. In the way yeah. in its presentation, um, in the music. Again, um, one of those reasons, of course, it's the exact same team that's doing this. Yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez directed the first episode, who has directed episodes in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and and then in the second episode, we have a new director, and I uh, apologize, I don't have her name written down, but, um, <clears throat> but you immediately get this familiarity um, of, oh, this is definitely feels kind of like the Mandalorian, but just focusing on Boba Fett. Yeah. And I think it's very intentional. Yeah. And I think that matters for what the series is because, you know, what to me that tells me is this is in an almost kind of like, in a sense, this is a continuation of the Mandalorian. Yeah. But we're telling this, we're veering off telling you a story about Boba Fett but it's coming from the same program. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, Well, I mean, it, it has the same feel to it. It mm -hmm. has the same uh, uh, composer for the music. Yeah. Um, Ludwig Gordonson, mm -hmm. he come back again. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's, it's the same lens, but just a different direction exactly. that the lens is pointing. That's, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, it, and, and I feel that's very intentional, and they're saying, you know, this is a direct continuation um, of what you've already been watching. And I think why that matters so much is that the story we're telling here is going to matter for what we see in the future of even the Mandalorian, right? There yeah, is whatever sure. happens, whatever goes down in this is going to have meaning for future content to come. As we have already been told there, all of this is leading up to an event. And, um, and I think this is just one chapter in a bigger picture or bigger story of what that event leads to. Right. right. So, and we've known for a while that a lot of these side, uh, series is, are leading up to some big event series. So, yeah. Right. Right. And, and I think, um, I think there is potential for maybe getting, Oh, wow. She really slammed that door. Didn't she? Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thought maybe she'd do that a little quieter, but yeah, I guess not. <laughs> oh, she's trying the, the car light. She's out of here, man. Oh, man. Yeah, she's really... Uh... <laughs> you know how women sometimes, they like they love to, um, to tell you things um, in, uh, without telling you things, I guess mm. is the best way to put it. You're supposed that to know. That was one of those. That was one of those that was one of those. You're moments. taking too long. You need to get off the um, <laughs> She's already, she's already expressed that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I, I really enjoyed the first episode, but yeah, there was nothing like huge in it, right? There was not any big moment to um, to take away from it. There, there wasn't that big surprise or wasn't any jaw dropping right. moments or anything. But it was good. It was. Uh, yeah. It told the story. I think it needed to tell. It told us the 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 prequel essentially um to what i think the rest of the series is right. showing us him getting out of the sarlacc pit which really was quite simple he just he just killed it <laughs> yeah he just blew it up i mean right like everyone's like how do you do it how do you what I mean, do you think happened like oh, he just pretty much <laughs> that is the most uh you know early boba fett you know thing he just he just blows it up yeah, yeah. and crawls out the other side you know so um so that was good but yeah when we get into the second episode that's when things really start to um 
really kind of start to get more exciting. One of those things for me, of course, was you hear the, the drums, right? You start to hear the drums yeah, and you know, like something's going on and, and he steps out and there you have the twins, which are, um, these, these huts (laughs) and they're cousins to Jabba. And it's great to see that. Right. Great to see, um, those, them appear. And then on top of that, the most hype moment for me was seeing Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. And to have Black Chrysanthemum show up um, in live action like that out of nowhere was such a just gratifying moment for someone <laughs> yeah. like me yeah. who's followed all the comics. Um, and you don't know who Black Chrysanthemum is unless you have read the comics. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Now, maybe more people do at this point because maybe they've seen articles or, you know, stuff like that. But like sure. beforehand, you would think it's a new character. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, some people, I'm sure a lot of people that watched it thought it was a new character. Yeah. But it's one of those moments that's super um, exciting to someone like me who has read all those comics and knows who that character is without ever having to say a word. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same feeling to some degree as when we saw like Bo-Katan or some of these characters, right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, who were strictly Clone Wars or strictly animated bring being brought into, uh, live action. You know, it's just, a, it's such a unique experience that, yeah. that, you know, the Star Wars is, is finally starting. Well, I mean, not finally, but you know, a couple years into it now. But you know what I'm saying? Finally, starting to really t- try to tie in every medium that they have. It's not just the movies. It's not just the shows. It's not just the comics or the books. But they're all intermingling together. So, yeah, very right. Cool. And and it's it's funny because you know, it, well, I guess it's not really funny, but it's like people that watched it. It doesn't hurt anything that they don't know who that is. Yeah. But it's just yeah. one of those moments of like, if you do know though. Yeah, it's yeah. like because I dive deep into all the Star Wars stories and stuff. Like I not I not only know who that is, but like I already know there's a history between Boba and Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah, right. Like yeah. they've they've been through some stuff together, and like, and I can see kind of that in their eyes between each other. Like you mm-hmm. can see there is a history there, and um and and, and he calls him a uh, what does he call him um gladiator a gladiator and there again that's because of a story in inside the comics that has been told and so that's really cool and and black chrysanthemum is just a cool character a cool bounty hunter character and seeing he's just huge right yeah massive it's just it's it's cool and i cannot wait to see what they do oh you know there's gonna be some big there's gonna be yeah yeah, come on it's gonna be great i can't wait to see that and um and so yeah ex- expect good things there um one of the other thing that i thought was really uh cool so far is seeing more of the pike syndicate um which we have of course got a lot of in the clone wars yeah i saw um, that yeah it was very interesting and we got some of them in solo but here we we see a large gang of them um and um, I don't know if we'd ever seen their faces before like we do in, in this, like actually taking off one of their, this may have been one of the first yeah. times. Um, yeah, might be the first time. But that was interesting to see and I think could have um, some meaning to it Sure. for the future. As well, of course, um, the story we get with the Tusken Raiders, 
just the the this whole new side to the Tuscan Raiders that we're getting is very yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, they're definitely trying to humanize them to some degree and give them more than they're oh they're just these dumb sand people, you know, yeah. that they're And they're definitely humanizing this group of them, but you also have to remember yeah. a lot of them and and they even talk about it Different have, have have resorted to you know stealing and killing and all this stuff but like sure. this tribe has has tried to be different yeah, yeah and i think that that is really cool yeah and it's cool to see how boba goes so far not only to help them <clears throat> but has now become one of them yeah. like an honorary member actually yeah um he is uh, as we see in the second episode he is now like basically become a member of the of the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, which is <laughs> really cool. Was really, really cool. cool, and it was cool to see. Um, you know, he had he well the lizard like goes up his nose and he and he gets all like he's on some kind of high trip, right? Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we see the tree, and I kind of wondered what that all was supposed to mean with the water and everything. And my my best guess is maybe it's supposed to be kind of like the family tree for him, mm-hmm. and the family tree, um, he's kind of held into it, expected to be this this bounty hunter because his father uh, was a bounty hunter, and he's kind of always had to follow that. And to me, when he breaks that branch, it's kind of like breaking the 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 um the repetition i guess of it or breaking out yeah. of what like what the was bounty expected hunter. to be of him right yeah. he's breaking out of that bounty hunter and and becoming something new yeah for sure and i like the way that this is going that boba fett is becoming more of a hero mm-hmm. but it's not that he's always been that but it's more that because of the things he's gone through he's changing yeah and that i like i like that he's he's trying to go down a different path but that he's not always been that and that was one fear i had is that they were going to try to like well boba fett's always kind of been like a like a good guy it's like well yeah, no, no not no, really, not really. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah exactly i'm glad that they're kind of um yeah messing with that there so yeah do you have anything in particular that really stood out to you about any of it or I know we're, we're like short on time here, so yeah. I'm just trying to kind of. Well, well, and this is like not Star Wars related to some degree, but I thought it was really cool to me uh, that that Tamira Morrison has come back so hard into this role, um, and as we've seen in Mandalorian season two, uh, but especially in Boba Fett now, but but we see it initially in Mandalorian season two is that he actually is really trying to integrate um, his Maori culture, uh, that that you know uh, the New Zealander Maori culture. Um, into this and and, and uh, you know a lot of these uh, uh, Tuscan Raider dances and fighting styles is actually like hakas and mm-hmm. uh, different the Maori which is really 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 cool um, to me I I really respect the the Maori culture and stuff like that and they have such cool stuff so anyway just to see that in there um, and, and and that they're allowing him to just really interject that and it's like adding this whole new uh, sub level of lore and background to the Tuscan Raiders now that we've never yeah, seen before yeah, so for sure. To me, that's one thing that really stood out to me. I thought that was really cool. So. Yeah, and uh, another thing that I thought was cool is that we get Tashi Station. Yeah. So, like, when they go, um, they show, like, that, uh, the, those two people, and um, they're getting bullied by the the gang that's in there. That, that for those of you that don't know, that was Tashi Station, uh, which Tashi Station was shown in the, um, uh, in a cut, or deleted scene from a new hope. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, um, and, and those characters were in, 
um, the deleted scene from A New Hope. Yeah. So they brought the characters back. They brought Tashi Station back and then showed it in this uh, new way. Oh, and so we get Max really Rebo cool. back, baby. And Max Let's Rebo. Let's go. Yeah. And he's been in both <laughs> episodes so far. Yes. He's, he's, he makes an appearance in both. Yes. And, and not only Ma- Max, but we get one member of the... Uh, oh man, I can't remember what they're called, but from the original Cantina when he was when they're playing the whole oh band. The, just the band yeah oh, what are they called I can't remember anyways but one of them is there and then we get the new um proto or not protocol droid but the R four or whatever that's that's playing uh, or Astromech of some kind that's yeah. that's playing the drums which yeah. is great <laughs> yeah yeah um, so just a lot of cool stuff as usual like um. You know they they know how to to incorporate um, old stuff that that you love, um, and they know and and then also new stuff. It's just they're it's it's so Star Wars. Yeah, like they've done yeah. such a great job of with the Mandalorian and now with this of just creating new content, but that still feels so old school Star Wars. Yeah, and it's 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 quite magical, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so, so excited to see where the rest of this goes. Yeah. Um, for me, if we were going to rank them, I would definitely say the second one uh, over the first one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but again, like, I think, I don't know. I don't. I think it's weird to even rank these because I feel like they, um, honestly, they would have been better as a, as if they would have came out together at the same time. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think like an the hour first long one, episode type thing. Well, really, the second one's almost an hour by itself. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, I feel like the first one on its own, it could have, it could have used that, like releasing both episodes at, yeah. the, at the beginning or something. But, yeah. but anyways, I really like it. I'm excited to, to discuss the rest of this series as it comes out. Again, we will be doing the podcast every week and, uh, looking forward to more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the same boat here. You know, uh, you know, if this was just some random show, you know, we wouldn't do that. But but because Book, Book of Boba Fett is, is kind of, you know, so big in our eyes, uh, we did want to kind of postpone that. So anyway, uh, you know, as we come to our conclusion, we just want to thank everybody so, so, so much for the continued support uh, towards this podcast and towards Jedi Eternal as a whole, because it is kind of, you know, growing to be more than just the podcast and stuff. So we're just so thankful for your all support. And we absolutely look forward to hearing from you. We ask that you guys reach out to us, talk to us, ask questions, you know, just give us comments, whatever you want to do. We'd love to hear from you. Um, But we also ask that you please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, for weekly news, memes, polls, discussions, and more. Uh, Like I said, we've been kind of, we've kind of been kind of AWOL because of the break, but we're going to try to come back with a, uh, with a passion here. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, uh, and add some more stuff on our, our, on our uh, social media. Uh, But we, uh, we also ask you guys, if you could, to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. We'd like to have it all. Uh, but we overall, we just thank you so, so much for uh, listening. Preferably and, good, though. But I mean, we want good. <laughs> but, you know, we'll take anything, I guess, at this point. So. <laughs> we'll just take your... your yeah. um, we'll just take the five-star view with a we'll $100 take your, donation. Yeah. We'll take your acknowledgement of us. <laughs> Please yeah, exactly. acknowledge Please. us. We're here. We want, we, we want gratification. <laughs> All right. So we thank you guys so much for listening, and we ask that you would join us next week for episode 70. Finally getting out of the 60s here. <laughs> but last but not least. <laughs> it only took like half the year or <laughs> yeah. something. Last but not least, may the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining Jedi Eternal.